You're listening to the Hashing Halos podcast with your hosts Manny, Daniel, and Paul. But you know what? Fuck the Angels. Let's go Dodgers. Yo, let's go Dodgers. Yo, who let her in, bro? Let's go Dodgers. Get the fuck out of the studio. What the hell? Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Hashing Halos. We're on episode 21 now, and to begin, we're gonna we're gonna go over some of the MLB free agent signings in the last week. We're gonna talk about the Angels' uh, free agent signings as well, and then we're gonna start out with the MLB vaccination status updates around the league. But more specifically, the New York Yankees, because they are in some hot water recently, specifically Aaron Judge regarding his vaccination status. Um, there is a new new rule, new law going around in New York that all New York employees must be vaccinated under the mandate that will remain indefinitely. So that goes for all the New York Yankees, Mets, basically anybody who's working in the in the state of New York. So, but yeah, the biggest, biggest name here is going to be Aaron Judge. We're, uh, we're not quite sure if he's vaccinated or not. He declined to release his vaccination status, which may put him in jeopardy to play on opening day in New York and would put him in jeopardy to play in Toronto as well since Toronto has a vaccination uh, mandate as well going on over there in Canada. So, I don't know. I want to hear what you guys, uh, your guys' opinion is on this on the subject. Well, okay, I, I want to start with the New York one first because uh, the, the Toronto one, that, that's a whole nother thing. Uh, so there's an article, uh, it's on ESPN, written by Jun Li, and basically um, it, it goes really into how the New York, yeah, the New York mandate is indefinite, like they don't know when they're going to repeal it. However, there is a, uh, there is a part of it where it says on Wednesday, uh, Mayor, uh, Mayor Eric Adams said the city would eventually peel back some vaccine mandates that would prohibit members of the of new york's two baseball teams from playing games at home so it it makes it sound like they are pretty confident that like the mayor himself said that that they're going to repeal the mandates before opening day but i don't know i still wouldn't i still wouldn't trust that because frankly with new york you never know like they they could say something like that and then not follow through on what they say and with the the Yankees' uh, best offensive player probably not being vaccinated, obviously we don't know he hasn't released it. Um, then there is a there is a non-zero chance that Aaron Judge is not playing for the Yankees on opening day, which is just absolutely crazy to me. Right. I I just find it funny how much people care, but like I get it where you're like, is he even going to be here to play? But I don't know, like, you know, the mayor of New York is going to obviously be, you know, talking to their big team about what's going to happen. So I don't think they're going to do it, though, before before the season starts or even right at the beginning. I'd be very surprised if they they overturned it then. Wait, you think you think that New York is not going to peel it back, even though the mayor said he would? I think he will eventually. I don't think he's going to do it by opening day. I mean, he did. He did say um, that would prohibit. Oh no, it doesn't say it would eventually peel back, but it doesn't say anything about opening day. Yeah. So here's the thing: they are very confident about this. 
Like, they, they seem very confident about handling it. So I have a feeling that they're going to go ahead and get the vaccine. But here's the thing, right? You have to, in order to be considered fully vaccinated, uh, at least in the state of California, I don't know if it's the same in New York, it, you not only have to be fully vaccinated, you have to have two weeks between your last, va- your last dose and uh, you have to have two weeks since your last dose in order to be considered fully vaccinated. Well, in that uh, Yankees podcast, they said that, or not, whatever that was, internet show, radio show, whatever that was, they said the, the same thing. Yeah, the Michael about, K show, I believe, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Michael K show. Mm-hmm. They said the same thing about uh, you need two weeks. So it's the same in New York. Exactly. I, I, however, I did think I saw an article that said New York workers have to be at least partially vaccinated so they could only get, they could only, as long as they have one before opening day. So I'm a little bit confused on how that works. But if it is, if it's not that, if it's fully vaccinated, that's five weeks. So that means they're already not playing opening day, no matter what. And they have to, today's Monday, the 21st, they have to basically be vaccinated by like tomorrow with the Johnson and Johnson one, the one of the one shot ones in order to be eligible for opening day, which is on Thursday. Yeah. So the tomorrow or Wednesday, they have like two days. And that's that's just like legitimately crazy to me that there's a chance that Aaron Judge might not be playing for the Yankees opening day. And I think I remember with all the commotion going on, like with this whole vaccine thing last year, that Cole might not be vaccinated either. Which I could be yeah. wrong on that. Yeah, I heard that rumor going around. And obviously it's not as big of a deal for a starting pitcher, but it would still be a big deal. Like if you have a nine game homestand, you're missing a start from Cole. And like or, uh, if it's his turn when they're in uh, Toronto, that's out. Exactly. But what's kind of crazy to me, too, is this actually does not affect road teams. No, it only affects like your team, your, Which your is city. Weird, right? Like Which makes no sense. It's, yeah. it's another thing that's just stupid. So it's OK it for them to travel to your city, not be vaccinated, just like with the. It's kind of like the Kyrie thing, if you think. Yeah, about it. yeah, Kyrie with the Nets. Like Kyrie, Kyrie can sit on the on the bench, can sit courtside, no mask, no no vaccine, no nothing. But the second he steps onto the court, oh yeah, you can't touch the basketball, man. That's that's a no go. Like, and don't forget, what? he can hug, kiss, do whatever the hell he wants to the players. No, he can't because he can't go in the locker room because he got fined. No, well he can do it. He no, can but do on it. the court. He, oh right, right, right. He yeah, hugged, exactly. Uh, he just... Whoever it was. And this affects Kyrie, too, because didn't they get rid of, like, the indoor vaccine mandate? But they still now it's just the worker yeah. mandate, right? Yeah, it's just right. all so that's that left is that, the worker. I mean, this is going into basketball, but that means that Kyrie but it's still, it's still relevant. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it's all the same reason. It, it's right. the sports stuff. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, basketball um, or baseball. It's just this is their mandate right now, you know, so they all have to deal with it. We were talking basketball. And I mean, hockey's strict in general with all their stuff. So, correct. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, technically, Aaron Judge isn't—he is in jeopardy, though. Well, to, so uh, to start opening day. But I mean, that's what I find so funny. Others. Is we don't know. We're saying he's in jeopardy. Yeah, like we're assuming everybody. Yeah. Everybody is like, yeah. There's no way this med's vaccinated. Like, yeah. Well, but, that's the thing. That's the thing. Like, uh, I'm just gonna say this real quick. Don LaGreca from the Michael K show basically said, if, if you're declining, if you're declining to release your vaccination status, we're just going to assume that you're not vaccinated. Yeah. Which, which I get like, yeah, we're going to assume that he could be, but it's also, he doesn't need to tell us. And then right. 
it's the same show. He was like, well, you know, we want to see him play. It's like, well, it doesn't matter if you want to see him play. The Yankees are paying him. You're yeah. not. Yeah, sure. It's, you show up. You pay the Yankees. But it's the Yankees' decision, not yours. It's right. the Yankees who are the ones that need to know his vaccination right. status, not the random public. Right. Well, so, and his, yeah. And, and to continue on to that, his argument was that we deserve to know. We should know because you are a New York Yankee. People are paying good money to come see you play on opening day. People are going to pay like good good money to see you play. And we won't know if you will due to this vaccination status. We won't know if you will be playing on opening day. Well, at the same time, you have the you can totally you you know the story, right? You can make the decision to not go to Yankees opening day. Yeah, right. and honestly, I'll give them your money. Were, if I were a New York Yankees fan in New York, and I I was you know really want to go to opening day, I'd be consider I'd be thinking otherwise right now because if I'm not going to get Cole my opening day starter and and I'm not going to get Aaron Judge, then like I don't know. I, I'd think twice about paying that much money. Because yeah. opening day is normally pretty damn expensive, especially at Yankee Stadium, and also oh, and, Stadium. And, and not not only because it's Yankee Stadium, it's Yankees Red Sox. Yeah, opening it's, day. It's it's an insane opening day, and then besides all that, I mean, these Yankee fans are already furious at their team for almost doing nothing this whole off season. Yeah. Short off season, but you know what I mean. You know, off season where you could trade or acquire free agents, they did mm-hmm. really nothing. Nothing the that's cheapest like cheapest tickets I can get to a uh, to opening night are seventy four dollars before taxes and fees. In that's a hundred bucks right there. Like very far right field, very top of the bleachers. Now that's a deal. Damn, <laughs> that's a that's a steal right there. I, you know, I was next to the more. tickets, it just says no alcohol. I don't do. You, can you not drink? Like, are you not allowed I'm, to bring beer into that section? Do they have like a you know alcohol-free section? That's I don't know. Well, uh, yeah, none of the other tickets say that. This one does. Weird. Well, that's why it's cheap. What happens if you bring alcohol in the section? <laughs> oh, yeah, 407. 407 is a no-alcohol section. How about that? You learn something new every day. Can't bring yeah. alcohol in the 407 of Yankee Stadium. But anyway, that's besides the point. I don't think that he should have to release his... Status. That's his own deal, right? That's just. Yeah, but that's, yeah, as a Yankees fan, I yeah. then have the right to not pay the Yankees money to yep. go see the game. And and then also you come to the point of the Yankees have known his vaccination status for a while, whether that be he is vaccinated or he is not. It's not like they just found out, you know, what day one of spring training last week. Oh my God, he's not vaccinated. No way. They knew. So. If they knew and they knew he wasn't willing to get vaccinated and they knew because obviously they know more than anybody else about when this mandate is going to be lifted for players or maybe not when like exact date, but that maybe is not going to be soon or maybe it is going to be soon. Well, they had every damn opportunity in the world to trade Aaron Judge. Right, right. If they if he's just going to sit there on the bench and not be able to play in any home game, if he's not vaccinated. Well, then, sorry, you're not useful to this team anymore, and we can get a hell of a lot, probably, for Aaron Judge from somebody. And they obviously didn't. So clearly they know if he, if he isn't vaccinated and he is going to miss some games, it's only going to be some games. Or he is vaccinated and he just doesn't want to say. Right? That's, that's the part I find just kind of funny about it. It's because it's all speculation oh. Be- and because of the attitude he has about it, it's like you don't need to know. 
everybody's freaking out. He could have it, you know, and he just doesn't want to say he has it. But yeah, maybe he's protecting the other guys in the clubhouse that are not vaccinated, and he kind of he's like trying to protect them by saying, "Hey, it's not, it's not you guys don't, you know, it's it's my my information, my privacy, you know, as for me just, and my doctors uh, to talk about." I just love Twitter after that, where he they were just yeah, he looks like a guy that wouldn't be vaccinated. <laughs> just like, come on. Yeah, you saw on Instagram, right? Like Aaron Judge voted for Trump or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aaron Judge looks like a guy who would vote for Trump. I was like, okay. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, yeah. Unfortunately, there's not really much more we can talk about about this, but there's a chance that Aaron Judge can't play yeah. opening day. I think it will figure itself out. I feel like the Yankees, like, I feel like they'd be freaking out a little bit. Yeah. There, there'd, be, there'd be some more commotion coming out if they didn't have a plan. Either he is get, he could have a vaccination. He could have gotten his vaccine yesterday. He could get it today. They're gonna. I think they're gonna have a plan. They're the Yankees. Like they're they're not just gonna let this happen. Not, if they yeah, if they do, oh my! God. Brian Cashman's getting fired for like not trading him or something like that. Like he's he getting fired. This, for this, this, this this is gonna be the most hilarious story if Aaron Judge can't play in sixty percent or well, like fifty five percent of Yankees games because home games and the road ones in Toronto. It, it would be an absolute media shitstorm. Yeah, it would it would be a total PR nightmare for the Yankees. Oh yeah. And it would probably pull the Yankees right out of the playoffs. Oh, 100%. 100%. Uh, but yeah, but I think that this but this is going to really affect them in Canada though, like against the Blue Jays. Yeah. And they but there's yeah. no That's like, a whole other story. There is no leniency, I believe, with, with Toronto. So No. You you got to be vaccinated like or you ain't getting in, so. Oh yeah, they're never it's Canada. They're never repealing that. Mm-mm. You cannot go into Canada if you have not been vaccinated. There's a chance Aaron Judge, Garrett Gary Cole, they might not be able to play in, in Toronto for nine games, which is nine games is a lot of games in baseball, if you really think about it. When, when Well, okay, I think Garrett Cole, it's fine. You can just push, you can just make, make sure going into Toronto, your rotation isn't, you know, going to rely on Garrett Cole. Right. But say just, you have, yeah. say you have, say you play uh, the, the, um, the Blue Jays in a wild card series in Toronto. You, well, you can't pitch Cole the whole damn series. Nope. Can't play Judge at all. But like Judge, that's a huge deal. He'd have to be out of your lineup the whole time. And just, and this is not just the Yankees. This is the Red Sox. Chris Sale is not vaccinated. That he has said. Wait, that's um, actually confirmed? I thought that was a rumor. That I believe he officially said that, right? So he literally can't play any games in Toronto. He's out. Which is fine. He's a starting pitcher. I don't really think being a starting pitcher is that big of a deal. It just comes down to the playoffs if you get unlucky enough to play Toronto, basically. Which the Toronto Blue Jays will probably be in the playoffs. So you're rolling the dice. Pretty much. And I don't know. who Are the Angels? Are we all vaccinated? I think so. We've never I mean, had anybody speak out about it, so yeah, we haven't had any like controversy. We haven't or... needed like there's been there wasn't these um these were things these vaccination statuses weren't in place last season or these vaccination mandates were not in place last season. Right, well, so we don't know. We, also, it doesn't apply to us because I mean it only applies to us when we play Toronto. So we probably well, don't what I'm saying care. one series. One yeah, series. So I'm just wondering if we don't care. Well, Who yeah, cares? we make we have our first playoff appearance and then Mike Trout can't even play because apparently he's unvaccinated. You know, we're just waiting for that. Well, 
Well, yeah, but that's. I believe Mike Trout is vaccinated. That, that's yeah, but, but that's, you know, who knows what the Canadians are going to be doing in six, seven months. The Canadians? The, Can- the, the Canadian Canadians? government? No. The Montreal Canadians? This is a hockey podcast now. <laughs> Anyways, you were saying. Welcome to Hash and No, hats. that's what I'm just saying is we don't know what the, their hash government's going to do in six months. Come on. Look how long they took to even let hockey fans back in. Right. I wouldn't oh, be exactly. surprised if they kept it. But yeah, they oh, they're, they're 100% different. keep. This mandate's going to be there forever. It's Canada. It's that this mandate's going to be there forever. Now, we're not shit talking Canada, but we're just saying it's Canada. Uh, I mean, yes, we are. <laughs> we, love, we love Canadians on this podcast. Don't get, don't get it twisted. Do we? Yes. Yes, <laughs> okay. Paul. We love Canadians. Yes, Paul. We, <laughs> we love all of our Canadian listeners. Yes. That we have. Even though we do have none, but. <laughs> Hey, you never know, okay? <laughs> we don't want to drive them away already, okay? We're hearing you, one guy from, like, Calgary, who's just Shut decided up, to rebel man. against his Blue Jay fan parents. It's like, yeah. screw it, I like, I like this Otani guy. Now he's an Angels fan. He listens mm-hmm. to our podcast. Very, exactly. very devout Hash and Halo's uh, fan, actually. We love you. Yep. And, um, uh... Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Might the Blue Jays have an advantage? Uh, that's that's a legitimate advantage. But to be fair, if I'm getting paid millions and millions of dollars, is that goes beyond political beliefs? I'm getting the vaccine because it's millions and millions of dollars. Right. Yeah, but you're getting paid for that game, no matter if you show up or not. No, you definitely are not getting paid for that game. I, There's MLB, no way. MLB pays you every game, whether you're there or not. Like, if you had to go out for family issues, you still get paid. Yeah, but I think this would be different, right? Because it's something you can control. I don't know. I, have no, I don't know. I, this I, I don't happened. think that's something we need to get into, but... Well, no, it's not even something we can get into, because it's never happened. Like you've never had, you know, you, you're blocked from playing a game because you need a vaccine, as far as I could think of. Turns out there's another walkout, because they can't agree on that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that would be the end of me. I, 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 I don't think my my heart could take it, honestly. And, yeah. I'm pretty sure yeah. people would like, like riot at the MLB offices, <laughs> like. But yeah, like there would be like bloodshed or something. Like that. <laughs> Manfred dragged through the street. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like some Game of Thrones shit. I don't know. Oh, it would. Yeah, it'd be it'd be crazy. Max Scherzer would be like the MLB condition. Uh, commissioner now like it's like the people to have taken over the owners it's the french revolution of baseball <laughs> we've broken out of the bastille <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this this got off track very quickly french revolution jokes i never thought i'd make it <laughs> never thought this podcast would go there but yet we have we found ourselves in some very interesting places before in the it's 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 quite adventure listening to us i, I must say but uh, do we want to move on to the sign stealing scandal? Yeah, so, so I didn't go over this in the in the intro, but yeah, there's like a little little piece of information. That... Th- this will be uh, like a little quick overview because the document isn't out yet. You you want to go over it, Daniel? Since I think this is kind of your thing. It's more Paul's thing, actually. Or Paul's okay. uh, whoever. Yeah. I'll do it. So yeah, basically, at, you know, as we knew, 2017, Boston, Houston, cheating, blah blah blah. We've heard it all, you know, but. There has been a letter, I guess if you want to say, kind of floating around since then, 
that the Yankees did it too, and the MLB had an investigation in it. Well, that has been sealed until now, and it will be released in the coming weeks. I thought there was a date. It's not. It's just as coming weeks about what the findings are. Did they or didn't they? And based on how hard the Yankees tried to squash this in the courts, they definitely did. And their reasoning behind like why it should be released is, you know, oh, it'll uh, hurt the reputation of Yankees players, family, coaches, staff, which the judge immediately threw out because all the names are redacted. So it doesn't matter, you know, you can't say, oh yeah, so this is going to hurt Aaron Judge because he cheated if his name is nowhere in the document. Not saying right. Aaron Judge cheated, I'm just saying, you, you know, he was the first guy on top of my head. Um, <laughs> but the fact that they tried so hard to squash it, they cheated too. They were doing it too. So, now all the Yankees complaints, all the Yankees players, oh my god, I can't believe it, Houston and Boston cheat. Yeah, okay. You know, blow, blow it out your ass, buddy. We, <laughs> you did it too. But right. we'll find out soon in a few weeks, and then, then we'll have an episode probably going way more into depth on it, because it'll, you know, it'll be for public you know, use. We'll be able to read it however long or short it is. So, yeah, that's the uh, brief overview right now of what we have. Yep. Um, I guess we can move on to free agency then, yeah? All right. All right. Strap in, because we got a lot. <laughs> we got a lot. So we're going to be starting from the very beginning of uh, last week, so... Monday the 14th, and we're going to be going all the way through today. And all the major free agent signings, uh, obviously I'm not going to, you know, mention every single bullpen guy that was signed. And even then, we're going to touch on some of these guys because there was, oh shit, there was a lot. All right, so first of all, this one actually happened before we recorded the podcast last week, but it... Uh, we actually didn't we actually didn't mention it, but I think it's important because it involves one of our AF AFC Jesus Christ. Our AFC AL West rivals. <laughs> the Mariners traded for Jesse Winker and uh, Eugenio Suarez. And the Reds are officially tanking because they're just giving away all their well, best. I mean, players. are they officially tanking though? Because they're still keeping Castillo and, and Mali so and Votto. 74 games? Yeah, no, oh, they're man. not. They, this is like a half tank, if anything, which is dumb. You never <laughs> half tank. Joey Votto's no just sitting there. Half tanking. Yeah, like... Uh, Joey Votto's just sitting there crying, like, oh, if, if, if you I feel tank. like Luis Castillo's still on the trading block. They, I, Or they're just going to wait till... This is just them saying they're going to wait till July. Right. Which yeah. is fine. Keep everybody else up then. Maybe maybe you're waiting for a team to be a little bit more desperate in July. You can probably still. It's not like it's not a rental either. He's a he's on the contract for two years. So the difference between the value of two years and one and a half years, I think, won't be as big as the difference between the desperation that teams feel now versus the desperation that teams feel in July with like all these right. moves being made. So I, I have a feeling that they'll might even be able to get more for him in July. Which, so I guess that's what they're thinking, but. Either way, this is a very, very, very good move for the Mariners. Um, I didn't, I didn't write down exactly what they gave up, but Jesse Winker, I think, had mm-hmm. an over 900 OPS. Just- Eugenio Suarez had a down year last year, but he has shown capabilities of being very good. So, for the Mariners, who did win 90 games last year, on a kind of, they, they technically won 90 games, but we're not a 90 win team. Right. Um, that, that negative run differential. <laughs> 
the insane negative run yeah, differential. Yeah, the negative six, 60, 50 run differential. I don't know. What do you guys think about the Mariners getting these two guys? Um, I think it's going to help them for sure, but I don't think it makes them a playoff contender necessarily. Because we, if, if anything, like, who's going to pitch for them? Do we know who their starters are? We got what, Robbie Ray, right? Kikuchi's gone. And that's it. That's all I can think of. Big names. Okay. Marco, Marco yes. Gonzalez. Hold up. I'll okay. get it. I'll, I'll get it. Give me one second. You I got, got it. What, Justice, Justice Sheffield, Marco Gonzalez. All right, they Ron do. Ray. They do have some guys. They do Logan have some Gilbert. guys. That's the one thing about the Mariners that makes them complicated is because they have so many young guys. It, it's really hard to put like to place exactly where they're going to be this this next this year. Uh, I I honestly think people are overrating them. People need to remember their Pythagorean was of a seventy six win team, so they shouldn't. I don't think they're going to be this like great playoff team that everyone's saying they are. I legitimately think they're. I think we're better than them, to be honest. One hundred percent. I think we're better because they have a good, a decent bullpen, but I think ours is probably better. I think we have a better starting staff, and maybe our. I think we have better <laughs> offense too, and one of those things could obviously go the other way. But like overall, I. It, the Mariners de- are depending so heavily on young guys having breakout seasons and getting similar luck to what they got last year. I, I kind of think the Mariners are going to be like an 83-84 win team this year. Right. And Wait. Which is going to seem like a downgrade, but it's actually going to be an improvement. I think they're going to be a legitimate 83-84 win team. Like They're going to be a winning team, but I think who's, that's going to put them outside the playoffs. Who's their rotation? Because the, the MLB official website, you know, where you buy tickets, that kind of stuff, only shows the Mariners with a three-man rotation. Obviously, that's not right. But the three-man rotation they have, Marco Gonzalez, Chris Flexen, Logan Gilbert. That's it. Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray, obviously. He's good. <laughs> yeah, he's not even on here. That's really weird. Yeah, but I mean, the Mariners he, did obviously improve from last season. They just, I don't know. I don't think they're going to be this like great, great team like everyone says. Maybe 83 is a little underselling them. Maybe they'll be closer to where we are, which is, I'm thinking, around 85 to 87. Maybe they could be like pretty even with us, but I don't think they're going to win 95 games. That's for damn sure. No, 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 no. I'll be shocked. I will. Paul will become a Mariners fan, actually, if that happens. Yeah, well, he's in. You already here first. So. Yeah, I'll have to actually learn the names of their players besides Mitch Haniger and Robbie Ray. <laughs> uh, you got <laughs> Ty France. Players? Yeah, you got Ty France. Yeah. Um, oh, I forgot about the Adam Frazier trade. You got JP Crawford, Crawford, yeah, and then Jesse Winker. Okay, they did make. They, they added Kalenic. Adam Frazier, Robbie Ray, <clears throat> and they added a. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> I forgot about the Adam Frazier trade too. That's. That that wouldn't happen before the lockout. I forgot everything that happened before the lockout. But this it's not got, bad. MLB MLB's website is is lacking, I've noticed, in since the uh I, I don't even call it since since all the players' names came back, all the trades have happened. It's so off from the real teams right now. It's insane. Because they don't even have where is he? Nope. Yeah. Like, wait, who'd you just say, Daniel? 
I've said a lot. I just said the so one you just said that you forgot about. The one you forgot that they got. Adam, Adam Frazier. Yeah, we're, he's he's not even on their in their depth chart. The guy they got from the Padres. He had a really bad second half of the year with the Padres, but he was like an all star, I think, with the Pirates. So, and he's he's been a perennially really good player. So I I, I think that okay maybe 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 I want to redact eighty three. Um, well, I what we'll go into on a later podcast once the rosters have settled a little bit more, uh, like our exact like predictions for how like you know how we think the teams are going to do. But I, I think the Mariners right now they made a lot of good moves. They added a lot of big names, but because right. they really weren't as good of a team as they might have seemed last year, um, they had a lot of luck. I believe they had a decent amount of injury luck too, because I don't recall a bunch of their guys going down. Right. They had a lot of luck in the runs, then I, I believe they're going to be pretty close with to us. I don't think they're, which I don't think they're these like runaway. They're going to be second or be competing for the division like the media thinks they're going to. But the media thinks that Seattle is every year. So yeah, I mean, I know, and we, I've, I mean, I've heard very, very little about us. Too, oh yeah, no. So uh, name. MLB Network did a top five. I just remembered about this completely random. Uh, I don't remember the exact teams on there, but Giants were one. Like top five uh, teams that like did good trades or you know good acquisitions, good moves this offseason. Yeah, and people were going absolutely nuts for the teams that were on there because they were just like pulled straight out of your ass, like teams. Like Seattle was one. We were nowhere to be found. Well, I mean, Giants were I one. think if I was ranking my uh, the Seattle's offseason, it would be towards the top. I I think Seattle did great this offseason. I just don't know if it's enough to get them where they want to go. I'm, I'm pulling it up because I saved it. It was. Where is it? At least I thought I saved it. Maybe not. Oh, there it is. Oh, wait, no, that's the... Oh, yeah. Oh, it was the power ranking. That's what I was looking at. Oh, the wait, the top five best teams in baseball, and they put the Mariners there? No, 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 no. No, it, it was... So, I thought the Mariners were there. It wasn't. It was Braves, Dodgers, Giants, Mets, and Blue Jays. People were crying about the Giants, saying, why the fuck are they there? I was looking yeah. at the wrong thing. Is there one? I, maybe there wasn't one for... Uh... Oh, no, here it is. There we go. Off-season winners. That's the right one. Giants number five, Blue Jays number four, Tigers number three, Rangers number two, Mets number one. Mets definitely deserve number one. Texas does not deserve number two. Seattle wasn't even on there. That's what my point was. That's why I forgot to say no us, no Seattle. Okay, the, that's the, weird. Seattle should definitely be on there. The Rangers? <laughs> they overpaid for both their dudes, and Seattle actually paid pretty good amounts. For and Texas still has no. And Texas still has no pitching. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's that's really that's yeah. Weird. That was uh, John Heyman's off-season winners. Well, John Heyman is stupid. Also, also because the, the Mariners had a better off-season than the Texas Rangers did. What did the Tigers do? That was that insane. Nothing. Uh, they added Baez. Javier Baez. They added Eduardo Rodriguez. Okay. They added. Does, um, they just added. A, them, they added a, like an all-right starting pitcher. Does Michael that put Pineda. them at number three? I don't think no. that puts them at number three. Like no, Seattle's Seattle got to be on there. They had a better season than the rain. the Tigers but did. I think the Giants had a better off season, and they were ranked fifth. <laughs> yeah, it, John Hamm is just wrong. <laughs> I think you could 
make the argument that Giants are lower because they lost a lot of dudes. Yeah, so maybe. like, like Seattle, like they lost Kikuchi. I mean, oh darn! Like the the Giants lost a decent amount of guys. Like you know, they lost Gossman. They lost their ace from last year. So even though they did a lot to help themselves, they didn't really like get a ton better. If they even got better at all, they yeah. also lost Buster Posey. So you know, yeah. This is also just random, but MLB Network just pisses me off with most of their rankings for stuff. Their starting pitcher rankings also really piss me off. Yeah, but that's. I we're going to get to these free agents. This is, yeah. this is, we got, we got to. That's why I'm not going over it. Cause you know, that'll exist for forever that this is a joke, but we can go into that in our day. I'm just saying that they didn't put Otani anywhere on the list. Right. Anyways, let's move on. Uh, yeah. Yan- Yankees uh, re-signed Anthony Rizzo for two years, $32 million, uh, which is okay for the Yankees. I mean, they were obviously wanting to get Matt Olson or Freddie Freeman. So they kind of settled for Anthony Rizzo. Definitely. Yep. That's pretty much that. That's literally the whole story behind the Rizzo signing. I also am not sure if Anthony Rizzo is vaccinated, but that's besides the point. I don't think. I, th- I think he's actually he can't get vaccinated because he had cancer before. So does New York allow yeah. for that? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because Rizzo had cancer. I think I don't know when he had it, but he had he had it in his life. So I, I so he's not allowed to get the vaccine. Like he can't apparently. So I don't know how that works with with the New York and shit, but point is, yeah, Rizzo signing two years, 32 mil. Like I said, kind of a I guess, consolation prize, consolation prize. Yeah. For not getting Olsen or Freeman. So yeah, it's literally what it is. Yep. So that's that. Let's move on to Eddie Rosario. He's going to stay with the Braves two years, 18 mil. That's cool. Not, not much to dig in with that. Then we got uh, Zach Greinke going back to his old team in the Royals. Well, when I say old, like literally old, like his first team ever, straight out of like 20 years ago almost. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he's going back to the Royals where it all began one year, 13 mil, probably going to be a farewell season. I assume he's going to retire after that year. Um, this man did tell once tell the media that um, I would go to the worst team or I would go to the <laughs> fifth place team if they paid me the most. And this is. Yeah. Look what Join happened. Because well, the Royals were the only team that was going to yeah. pay him thirteen million dollars. Well, yeah, because it's 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 Zach Greinke's. Like, hey, you you are a guy, so I'm but not yeah. paying anyone else. So yeah, uh, the Cubs came in kind of big here with Seiya Suzuki, five years, eighty five mil. That's kind of a, yeah. Uh, that's a kind of an interesting little deal there. That caught me off guard. Yeah, same. For sure. Um, I, I do I do want to talk a little bit about this one because. Yeah. He was so heavily rumored to go to the Giants. Um, you know, there were so many other places he was rumored, and the Cubs just made this huge push for him. They made this big presentation, and they got him five years, 85 mil. Seiya Suzuki, even though we were never really in the talks to get him, he was one of the guys, like, I would have been so psyched if we were able to do something where we signed Suzuki and then traded either Adele or Marsh like in the same, you know, the same day to get like a starter. That was kind of like my secret hope of something that would happen. But I have a I have a feeling that 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 is pretty much gone at this point. But right. You know, it would have been really cool to see him play with Otani. It's basically what I'm saying. Oh, 100 yeah, percent. But people are also always saying, like, he hasn't faced major league pitching, you know, all that kind of I stuff. Shohei. Yeah, but, Sho- but Shohei had rough beginning of his years. 
He's also injured, oh. but no, he did 28. Well, okay, yes, but he started 2018 on fire when he first got here. That man started on fire. He he hit like three home runs in like two days and craziness. Well, obviously not right when he started, but like a few days in. I saw I was actually at the game where he hit his first major league home run. That was badass. <laughs> but yeah, say Suzuki to the Cubs. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool stuff. Um, shall we move on to Mr. Kyle Schwarber going to the Phillies? Four years, $79 million. Now, now I think that is such an overpay, but... <laughs> oh, maybe. Uh, well, no, he's not that, such an over, but... What's the, what's the AAV on that? Like 19 mil a season? 79, right? 79 yeah, for, for four years. Four. So it's like... It's like, like 19. Basically 7. million. Basically yeah. 20 million, yeah. So, um... It's not crazy over Philly's outfield is. It's Philly's, good. Philly's well now they got okay. Well, this is gonna be later on, but Philly's got Castellanos, they got yeah. Schwarber, and then they got Harper, all in that same same outfield. It's a that's the best hitting outfield. outfield in baseball yeah, by that's far. A, that's a great outfield. So yeah, Phillies they got I not mean, defensively. And, it's a pretty shit defensively. defensive outfield. But, <laughs> wow, that's know, bad. But for the NL, but for the NL East, that's a great outfield they got over there. So. You know what I mean? Like, also, I was gonna say. I mean, I don't know enough about the Phillies. Do they have pitching to back this up? I'm assuming um, yes. They got Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola. Aaron they have Nola. a Aaron Nola had a rough year last year, but if he gets on his game, they have a great one-two punch. And they're also playing the NL East, so. <laughs> well, that's not exactly Actually, the easy thing it used to be. Yeah, that's I mean, right. besides the, the Mets Braves, the, the and Braves. the Braves, Braves. Braves. I forgot the Braves. That's a very good, good top three in the NL East you got there. And the Marlins pitching is nothing to scoff at. Yeah, I feel like people like forget about the Marlins and their pitching. Nationals so, are going to be bad. Well, but it's, because we do, yeah. it's because we don't see them any. You don't see the Marlins ever show up because nobody talks about the Marlins because the Marlins don't do anything. You don't get really much press coverage, but yeah. I mean, we'll talk about the Marlins actually in a little bit with Jorge Soler, but... yeah. But yeah, like I said, Phillies get Schwarber, big deal. I I like it for the Phillies. Yeah, anything else you guys want to add about that? Next um, one, or unless no. Daniel's got something. No. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, Blue Jays they get Matt Chapman through a trade. Matt Chapman finally out of the AL West. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, the the A's continuing to dissolve their franchise. See, at least the A's actually commit to their fire sale, unlike the Reds. <laughs> so, like, at least you know, the, the A's taking a San Diego playbook. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, Blue Jays get Matt Chapman. Do Blue Jays are gonna be really good this season? I'm telling you right now, Blue Jays are gonna look really good. So Matt uh, Chapman actually kind of sucked last year. Yeah, he did not have a good season. But he but. Matt Chapman's known for his defense, in my opinion. That's true. He, and having an app, having a 100 OPS guy who's really good at defense, that's I mean that's solid. Yeah. And even if they don't have you know him as an amazing bat, they have enough bats. They, they have enough offense on that team. Like, let's see, let's let, let's let's see. You got Vlad Jr. You got uh, George Springer. You got Bichette. Yeah, I was about to say Marcus Semien, but he ain't there no more. Uh, <laughs> you got, let's see. Oh man, I, I'm drawing a blank. I'm I, I know blanking. 
There's a bunch um, of other fucking great players on the team. I can't think of. Them. Well, we'll just pull up the Blue Jays active roster real quick. I want to be, be cool and know off the top of my head. And just name them off the top of your head. Yeah, Vlad Jr. Yeah, Vlad Jr. Uh, Kevin matter. Biggio. Yeah, Kevin um, Biggio. Yep. Guriel Jr. Yep, yep. yep there's yep, a, there's yep. one who's better. Teoscar Hernandez. There we go. Yes, 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 yes. yes Randall yes. Grichik. Yeah, he's yeah. decent. Now we have to remember they did lose Semyon. They did lose Robbie Ray. So they basically, did. what they did but this offseason, they also gained. They, also gained. They, they gained Gossman and they gained Chapman. So they kind of like re. Yeah, well, yeah, he's, 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 he's high. He's good. He's high. He's high. He's okay. I think they basically just regained their value that they lost in the offseason, which uh, yeah, they were the unluckiest team in baseball. They should have won a hundred games. Yeah. The, they were the anti-Mariners. Right, exactly. It's hilarious. The Mariners finished one game behind them, but in Pythagorean, they were 24 games different. <laughs> that, that's what you call lucky. <laughs> that's what you call getting blown. That's what you call getting blown out in losses and winning one-run games. <laughs> that's how exactly. that works, yeah. <laughs> but the thing about the Blue Jays, too, is their roster is so young, so it feels like they're just going to get better. George Springer was also out like half of last season. He had a bad year, too. Like, holy shit, this team's going to be... Wow. But Blue yeah, Jays just, are scary. I mean, the Blue Jays are scary until they fire sell everybody. Uh, there's no way that happens this season. There's Wait, no way they're that, Here's the thing. That's, that's like three years away. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not soon, but it's coming when those guys are going to go. and Because they're not going to... They're going to pull an old... They're, they're going to do a good old uh, of mice and men. Look at the flowers, George. And they're going <laughs> to start just taking them out one by one. Yeah, because they're not going <laughs> to... They're not going to pay the big budget. You know, come on. How much money do you think Vlad, if Vlad Jr. keeps doing what he does? That man's going to get bank. And From the right. Los Angeles Angels of Anna. <laughs> Dude, if Vlad Jr. Follows his Angels, dad. That'd be, hell that'd be yeah. so great. And <laughs> then we'll have no money for pitching. We yeah, don't need exactly. pitching. After we, we pay Otani, Trout, Rendon, Guerrero yeah, Jr. That's, that's, yeah. that's 230 mil right there. That's our salary cap. <laughs> that's okay. That's fine. <laughs> You don't Walsh is going to want some money. Like, Can we like nah. personally donate to the team? Just... <laughs> yeah, but why do we need Walsh? We have uh, Vladdy Jr. now. That's right. Trade for pitching. <laughs> and hope everybody else has like Can we league Vlad? minimum. <laughs> Vlad, yeah, everybody else gets league minimum. While <laughs> oh, no. This is why we okay. be owner. this is why we're not owners. This is things. yeah because we would just pick people like like oh yeah I like him I want him and I was like you have no money left. It's like they also have the sign. Okay. Dude, they they also have uh, like, excuse me it is not it. a hard cap. It's not a hard cap. I'll just <laughs> pay more money. Just go to your owner and be like yeah you're fine with paying lots of money in the extra tax right? <laughs> you're okay with being Dodgers. Anyways, anyways before we get onto a huge tangent about <laughs> about paying the players. salary cap. Yeah exactly. Okay, but yeah, I got okay. So, you guys got anything else to add about Chapman? No, but I just want to talk about Chris Bryant. <laughs> okay, let's. Oh, this one's gonna be fun. Let's do that. Chris Bryant. Okay, it's in our outline. It says literally this: Chris Bryant to the fucking Rockies, seven years, one hundred eighty-two million. <laughs> yeah, so the Rockies are an interesting organization. Now that's wasting um, a man's career right there. We can't. No one can talk shit on us for that. <laughs> here's the thing: you got rid of Nolan Arenado, right? Your star third baseman. <laughs> Only to just sign another star third baseman like, <laughs> a season or two later, like and you party. let homegrown Trevor Story walk. Yeah, you walk. let him walk when you could have traded him and got prospects back. I'm like, like what? 
The yeah, Rockies I'm like, I'm are just proving my point from last week. They're not doing it how I thought they would do it, but they are basically just proving my point from last week. At last week, I was talking about, you know, the Angels have done some bad things, but I kept I kept bringing up the Rockies and Pirates as like V2 franchises that are just like the ultimate, the ultimate dog shit franchises that you just don't want to be a fan of because they just seem to want to be perennially bad. Like both teams in the last 20 years have made a couple wild card games. And like that's that's their big thing. They both won one wild card game. That's their that's their big deal. And the Rockies seem to be just wanting to tank. They just don't want to pay any players. They let these guys go. They get almost nothing back. Not only did they trade Nolan Arenado, they traded him for jack shit. They let Trevor Story walk without trading him, without getting anything. And then they commit to this seven-year, $182 million contract to Chris Bryant. Yeah, like, what is this? <laughs> I, I just, I don't understand what the Colorado Rockies are doing. I, I, do, you guys, can you, do you guys want to elaborate on this? Because I, I just... Oh, I'm I, I don't even think I can, because I don't understand either. Like, it's just such an anomaly. Like, 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 I don't understand the decision-making. By the Rockies front office, See, like no, I mean I per, like like Daniel was saying, you know, Pirates, Rockies. I would even throw modern day Diamondbacks, even though they are rebuilding because they don't do stupid stuff like this. But I feel like eventually they'll be normal. But when when you do something like this, right? This would be like us signing pool host and then nothing else, just stopping after that. Like, yeah, this is fine. But like, what are you doing? Like, literally, there's nothing else to say than who I don't know who the GM is. But the man just um, must like throwing darts at a chalkboard. Dick Montfort, you know, I, I think. Or is it the owner? Um, I think that's the owner. But anyways, I'm not sure. Th- this, this man just throws darts at a board with players' faces on it, and whatever lands on is what he does. Like, wh- th- how does any of this make sense? Star player goes nothing. Arenado goes, no contract. This seven years, 182 million. Unless you're in the back of your mind going, yeah, no, we got a farm system. We're going to do some trades. We got some kids. But with where? And especially with their uh, division, you don't right. have a chance in hell. Your chance is the, wild, the new wild card series. You don't have a chance to win the division. You're not going to pull a Giants from last year. You're not going to beat the Giants right now. You're definitely not going to beat the Dodgers, who have 95 All-Stars on their team. <laughs> I would be surprised if you were able to beat San Diego in the standings. And right for now, you will be able to beat the Diamondbacks. I don't get it. I guess Chris Bryant just wanted the money and wanted to go to the Rockies. Stat pad in, in Coors Field? I don't know. Yeah, just all those home runs, I guess. <laughs> He's going to hit a ball like 480. Congratulations. That's all I have to say about it. I just don't get it. Especially in that division. Like, I... I what, what do you do with that? According but, yeah. to MLB.com, the Rockies also have the 26th ranked farm system in the majors. So, like, why don't you just focus on rebuilding your damn farm system? Because what are you going to do? Spe- Here's the thing. If the Rockies bought, like, three guys instead, of, they, they brought Story back and they signed Chris Bryant and they did something else, that would change it. Because it's like, okay, they're actually just willing to spend money now. Yeah, they're, uh, they're, they're trying to get but here's the thing. They're 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 not they're, this team's going nowhere near the salary cap. Nope. So, how do you win without going near the salary cap? You have to get good young players. 
if your farm system is ranked 26 and you have a dog shit team, signing one dude is going to do nothing. All it's going to do is just like scam a few more people out of their money next year to go watch <laughs> Rockies games. It's almost like you look at this, right? Is that and worth $182 million? Are they going to make $182 million in ticket sales over the next seven years because of Chris Bryant? Well, and then, then you look at this and then you think, hmm, wasn't there something we just let go of that maybe like last season we could have like got some prospects for so we're not 26th? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Maybe anybody. I, I, I don't have any ideas here. My yeah. only guess is there, the only guess I have being completely optimistic, be, thinking their GM is not just owning it in is that they had attempts to get both of those players and they both turned them down. That's my only guess here because why would you do this? Unless well, they did try to sign Arenado and Arenado was insulted at their offer. So yeah, no, but that's what I mean. Like how are you lowballing these guys that much that they're so insulted that they're like, I would never come back there. Like, what are you doing? To your start, that'd be like us going to Otani and being like, so yeah, we know you basically got like league minimum, you know, because international stuff, but like for your new contract, how does like eight years, like 10 million? Like, just, yeah, we'll do, do eight, we'll do like eight for a hundred <laughs> years, hundred that's, that's the Acuna contract, by the way. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> well, but Acuna like, doesn't hit and pitch. Yeah. But he's also not worth eight years. He's worth way more than eight years. I, I cannot do the, 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 the Oh my god, the oh, Braves got away with highway, con- highway robbery. Such a bad contract. Such that a bad was, there, there's been a lot of highway robbery this offseason. It's been really funny. <laughs> the Rays paid their young guy, like double that. And we thought that was bad. Like, <laughs> uh, You don't know how badly I want to dr- jump down to, to M. <laughs> That's some highway robbery right there. Oh my god. We'll get there in a minute. <laughs> Alright, Freeman time. Freeman time. Oh, okay. Chris, Mr. what a year. You just wasted your career. But I mean, I'm not mad at Chris. They paid him more money than he deserved. Yeah. He didn't deserve right. that much money. And congratulations. You got paid a shit ton of money. Good job, Scott Boris. Let's see. Mr. Freddie Freeman to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Six years, $162 million. This is a... Uh, Imagine buying another playoff. <laughs> yeah, dude. I think I saw, I saw a crazy stat on Twitter. The... <laughs> okay, get ready for this. The Baltimore Orioles have like a thirty million dollar payroll this season. The, the Los Angeles Dodgers, two hundred ninety seven million. I think, I think Trout's getting paid that much this season. Yeah. So. Oh no. I, I could be wrong. It's either two hundred forty seven million for the Dodgers or two hundred ninety seven. Maybe I've. I no, have they're they're season. over the luxury cap, so it's way it's over. Oh, wait, are they over the fourth cap? I'm pretty sure so. they are. They're over the two eighty. It's either two ninety seven they're spending or two forty seven. I think it's two ninety seven. If I remember, uh, I swear this, this is Freeman. saying two eighty six. Yeah, okay. I, I was gonna say they got pushed over or near it. They're over the holy shit. They're over the. the they're over one. the new cap. Yeah. <laughs> I. I mean, I, when you look at their, I mean, it's it's honestly funny to me to look the at their lineup. The Baltimore Orioles are. Spending the two ni- so the two ni- the two ninety seven is what they're going to be paying because of time. Oh my god! Oh lord! I just find it hilarious <laughs> because you look at their lineup and it is decently stacked. Like goddamn! Okay, they actually pitching. are under two eighty. But anyway, go sorry. Go well, ahead. then you look at their pitching, like starting pitching, and you look at the names, and you just start laughing as you go through the list because, like, it's Kershaw, right? If he's healthy, he's going to be Kershaw. God, God damn, Heaney's there. 
Why is Heaney there? <laughs> they have such a stacked hitting lineup. And then their pitching is just weird. I just find it so weird that they like skimped out on the pitching. But with the hitting, they went, you know, obviously they've been building the hitting for a while. But like, I think they're low. They're probably, I mean, you, you know, Bellinger had an off year, but like their hitting is insane. The pitching, you just want, you want to laugh at it because it's just, it's incomparable. Like they're still going to, there's, there's no way they're not. At least I don't think they're not going to, they are definitely going to be a first place team. But I just like looking at, it's just funny to me to see the difference between them. Because like here, I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. Their yeah. entire starting lineup is all-stars. Yeah. Yeah. I Every don't single think one in their starting lineup has been an all-star at one point. Yeah. Like, okay, so, so here you go. You're, they're 40 man right now, right? You for catching, you know, Will Smith, Austin Barnes. Like, okay, yeah, damn. Freeman. This is good. Uh, Gavin Lux, Max Muncy, uh, Trey Turner, Justin Turner, uh, Edmund Rio, you know, outfielders, Bellinger, Betts, uh, AJ Pollock, Chris Taylor, Matt Beat. Like, damn, that's a lineup. And then you look at pitching. And, like, you have good guy. You got Walker Bueller. All right, yeah. I mean, air quotes around Trevor Bauer. Who knows? Uh, they got like Tyler Anderson. All right. Uh, you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of a weird one, but I get, you know, they've, they've ran out of options, you know, Julio Urias. Okay. Andrew Heaney. Good God. Uh-huh. Dustin May. He's not going to be there. He's on the 60. Isn't David Price in their bullpen now? Or is he a rotation guy still? David Price. Uh, David Price I, is a bullpen guy. He's a bullpen guy. Okay. So bullpen guy. They have a pretty decent bullpen, too. But, like, it's just... I just find it so weird, like, to compare the two. Oh, I'm... I'm uh, yeah, like, I'm... Okay, f- like, going back to the whole, like, like uh, payroll thing. Okay. The, so, if we're, if we're strictly going off 26-man payroll... Okay. If we're going strictly off 26-man, the Baltimore Orioles have a $24 million 26-man payroll. The Pittsburgh Pirates have a $22 million 26-man payroll. Really? Compare those two teams wow. to the Los Angeles Dodgers, 26-man payroll, $234 million. <laughs> the New York Mets, 26-man payroll this season is going to be $249 million. That's new for the Mets, but like that's insane. Now, if we're going off total payroll, so this is like injured reserve, et cetera, et cetera. The Los Angeles Dodgers will have a $270 million 2022 total payroll, while the Baltimore Orioles will have a $30.3 million total payroll. That's league av- crazy. And, and for reference, league average is $128 million right now for a total payroll. That is insane. You, you think about it. They're Pittsburgh, Baltimore. Probably even Kansas before Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland's at thirty-five mil total payroll. Like they're not yeah. even up there. Cleveland, dude. The A's are at forty-one mil, so they're higher than those guys. The Marlins are at sixty-five mil. D-backs seventy-one mil. Like, who, wait a minute. Who the hell are the D-backs paying? Probably is Cattell Marte <laughs> still on that team? Yes. Oh, he is. Yeah. He is. Oh wait, no, Madison Bumgarner. There oh, that's right. He's getting twenty-three. I forgot. Mil. That's where all their money's Holy going. Crap, wait, yeah, wait this man's getting almost as much as the Orioles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. 
Anyways, I just tell Marte is getting paid eight million. Has a five-year, twenty-four million dollar contract. Yeah, is getting paid five million dollars a year. Jesus Christ! You'd have to sell your whole farm system to get this guy. Now (laughs) that's highway robbery. (laughs) Uh, It's fine. You can have Adele, Marsh, Bachman, the rest of our (laughs) prospect. We'll take Adele. No, no, push push him to push Fletcher to shortstop. That's highway robbery right there. Jesus, that's insanity. What? How? <laughs> Why did he agree to that? Whosoever agent that is, that man is not getting paid good money. He needs Wait, to get is it, agent. David, Fletch, David Fletcher's getting like the same contract as Cattell Marte. Yeah, he is. But David Fletcher's getting like five five years, 25 mil, or five years, 38 mil, something like the that. The Diamondbacks just finesse this yeah. man. <laughs> I mean, I don't think he was as good back then, but still, holy but still, shit. yeah. Anyways, back to the free agent list. So yeah, uh, Freddie Freeman, Dodgers, sixty. Yeah, they're the Dodgers are spending so much money, but this is what the Dodgers do. Ooh. But but the one question mark. Speaking of Dodgers, is who's their closer? Um, I don't know. It's probably gonna be like maybe Blake Trinan or probably Blake Trinan. Yeah. It's fine. The Dodgers don't need a closer. It's it's weird. The Dodgers are a team that doesn't seem like they would have a traditional closer. Obviously, they have the last few years because of Kenley Jansen. But they're not like they're like you know one of those teams that believes in advanced analytics to the point where they don't even like care about having a set closer. So I really don't think they care. Yeah. I don't know. I think the bullpen's gonna be one of the places they're lacking. To be honest, I agree. Um, but yeah. Uh, that's all I got for Freddie Freeman. I don't know. About yeah, you. that's it. Okay. Padres trade for Luke Voigt. Cool. That yeah, that's a quick one. Cool. Well, <laughs> bye bye. Um. Yeah. Well, not bye bye. Of uh, Eric Hosmer. Yeah, exactly. Eric Hosmer is getting platooned. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, or traded cool. at some point. <laughs> well, yeah. or DH. Duh. Oh, duh. DH. That's right. But yeah. So uh, yeah. Goodbye, Luke Voigt. Welcome to San Diego. Um, Move on from that. Brave signed Kenley Jansen. One year, $16 million. Good move for the Braves. I just think it's weird. Such a short contract for Jansen, but then he also is, you know, blown save Jansen. He's also getting up. He's getting up there in age a little bit. But uh, yeah, one year, 16 mil. Good for the Braves. Kenley Jansen Um, really went, uh, you know, damn, I missed out on my ring last year. So yeah, for real. (laughs) But yeah, I think are gonna be so good this good. year. They are. They are. They they are gonna be so good this year. I could see them being back to back. It it maybe not champions, but definitely like playoffs. They can make a run for sure. Yeah, like they might have a slow start, but they're getting Acuna back. Like they won the World Series without Ronald Acuna, without their actual best player. Yeah, but but they lost Freddie Freeman. But they gained Matt Olson. It, but, and but Freddie Freeman, thing, Freddie Freeman's good. But the difference between a Freddie Freeman and a Matt Olson, actually, Matt Olson had a higher war last year. But there Freddie you go. Freeman is Freddie Freeman, Daniel. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> don't care. This team is just as good, and they're going to get Acuna back approximately end of May, beginning of June. So once that happens, this team is just going to be absolutely unstoppable. Their starting rotation has some... That's the one area they could be... The, you know, that's the they one have a area solid bullpen, obviously, Kenley Jansen. But, but even then, like Max Freed, he's great. Charlie Morton, he's great. Ian Anderson, yeah, 
he's all right. Um, yeah, okay, Mike Soroka. The, the, their starting rotation is a little question marky. Um, you know, their starting rotation actually kind of reminds me of the Angels a little bit. It's you got a couple guys who you know are solid, like three and a half, three ERA dudes, and then a bunch of guys who could be three and a half, four ERA dudes, but you're not sure. Speak you bright. But the Braves are going to be good this year. Uh, I got nothing else to talk about with him. No, but the NL East is going to have three really good teams. Correct. Speaking of the NL East, the Phillies signed uh, Nick Castellanos. Um, five years, 100 mil. Good. I mean, like I said, dude, the Phillies are stacked in the outfield. Best hitting outfield in the National League, I'd say. Like, like they paid for that man, but that was deserved. Yeah, for real. Um, yeah. Um, I don't really they have a just as they have a just as ridiculous, if not more ridiculous, lineup than the Braves. Yeah, but they, I'm pretty sure they have a pretty bad bullpen, so that's that's where they're going to be. Uh, that's where the Phillies are definitely going to be. No, they, they just need to hit you know like sixty you know runs, and it's okay. It's sixty runs a game. Yeah, the <laughs> bullpen's actually all right. It's not terrible, but it's not great. Cam Pedrosian, how about that? I know that guy. Omar Halo. Yeah. Amber Jersey went to the Phillies. That's funny. Apparently. Got banished. <laughs> All right. And then let's talk about the Jorge Soler one real quick before we get into the... Yeah, that's true. Uh, Jorge Soler went to the Marlins. Three years, 36 mil. Uh, so that's cool. Um, Marlins needed an outfielder, and they got one. It's still going to be bottom of the barrel of the... You know, I, I don't think if they... I don't think they will. The Nationals. They're gonna be, be. They're gonna be better than Nationals. Yeah, and you know if yeah. their pitching comes, if their pitching comes through, you know, they could, uh, they could maybe do something. Maybe get third. I'll, I'll be moderately impressed if they get second or third. Oh, I'll be very impressed if they get second or third. I, I, I they have, they still have no hitting. The, this is, oh, yeah. this is your lineup right here. Jorge Soler is the best. He's the best hitter in your lineup, which isn't good. That's not a good thing. <laughs> Yeah, if Jorge, if Jorge Soler is like legit the only name you can like name <laughs> out of the Marlins starting lineup, then yeah, because everyone has like oh Jorge Soler, you know he's who really else? good. Who else is on the Marlins? This man, Jorge Soler, Wait, no, he's on the... he uh, he had a negative WAR last year. I'm he was on... terrible in Kansas City. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, who else did the Marlins have starting lineup wise? That's it. <laughs> Jazz Chisholm. You got Jazz Chisholm. Do they don't have him? anyone else with a, with an 800 OPS from last year. Okay, so they're going to struggle in the hitting department for sure. But uh, <laughs> everyone in their lineup had a, a had an OPS above 700. Ex- yeah, except so for good. their nine hitter, except for their mm-hmm. catcher. Okay, that's not. I mean, if you have an entirely slightly above league average lineup, that's not terrible. So I, I think that I could think they could be interesting. They can. I think they the can Marlins could. If, if if some if some stuff goes wrong for the Phillies or you know maybe even the Braves like more guys get injured or the Mets just do Met even though the Mets look fantastic they just do Mets things you never know they could end up third yeah agreed uh let's see I guess time to go to the do do we do Trevor Story first or Correa do we save like the best for last 
Let's I, no, no, Trevor's no, story. no. Let's best, story. Yeah, best for last is Korea, <laughs> because I, I'm gonna cry a little bit. There's gonna be a little bit of swearing. <laughs> 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 gonna punch okay. a computer. Tre- yeah. Okay. Here we go. Trevor's story to the Red Sox. Six years, 140 mil. I thought uh, that was cheap. Yeah, I thought it was cheap too. Not gonna lie, that was a little. Cheap. I, I was not Ooh. expecting 200 million. Like that. That was like. I was I gonna say he, that'd be I, crazy. I, I thought he goes six one eighty or something. Yeah, I was or expecting one eighty. Yeah, one sixty one eighty around there. Here's Do the I thing, think... guys. Trevor Story kind of had a bad late year last year. Y- yeah. <laughs> so I get it, but also I kind of wonder if like he was kind of getting panicky, like oh my god, spring training, no one signed me yet. Let me just take the 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 offer that's been given to me rather than you know risking getting nothing or getting worse. So, I don't think that's that bad. No, it's I, not that bad. I, I, I just expected more. No, no, he definitely got paid. I just expected more. Like, not a lot more. Like, 40 million, 20 million more. But, yeah, no, it's not like a... He did not get, like... The Red Sox did not get a steal giving him six years, 140. They got what they paid for. I just was expecting it to be a bit higher. You know, there were a few days be- a few days before this happened, actually. I was thinking in my head, I think the Angel, if, if, if Trevor Story went six years, 140, I would go for that as the Angels. I thought those exact numbers. Yeah, uh, I think I remember you saying that, too. Yeah, I was like, I would do six years, 140 for Trevor Story, and that's what he got from the Red Sox. And I'm kind of sad because now I wish we had Trevor Story on our team, but that's besides the point. Um, Trevor Story to the Red Sox could finally, you did something. Boston, congrats! Right. You lost Schwarber. Now, got he, story. now here's the thing: he's gonna play second, right? Okay, yes. there's no way you put you got Trevor Bogarts. Story is a great defensive shortstop. Xander Bogarts is a terrible defensive shortstop. Yeah, I don't care how Bostonian <laughs> you are. You move that man to second base. He is he's like negative forty five DRS over the last few seasons. He's bad. Yeah, he is bad. So yeah. I mean, but. Story did say he's willing to move over to second base. So. Yeah, well, Bogarts should. This is this isn't he, Xander. You are not Mike Trout. You don't get to just say what you're doing. Yeah, Mike you don't Trout get to say I'm staying in center. Defensive outfielder too. <laughs> like you're bad. Move to second. Stopping a little bitch. Do what's good for your team. All right. Oh, I I just read it uh, just real quick. Just a little tweet I found. It's about back to just quickly back to the payroll thing. Oh my god, man. I know. No, this is just a great stat you have to hear. Chris Davis, who is retired, is still the highest paid Orioles player in 2022 at $23 million. He's owed money up until the end of 2037. Oh, he got a uh, Bobby Bonilla to, uh, paycheck too? Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, I just wanted to add that real that. quick I just, before we get into Chris, though, because I'm like. There's, a, there's like three players getting Bobby Bonilla uh, paychecks. But nice. if you retired, you wouldn't get paid. No, 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 because uh, they still have your contract. doesn't matter. That's why. That's how Bobby Benilla gets his uh, paycheck every July. Well, so why wouldn't, you just, why wouldn't you just get paid and retire? Well, no, because, so he, how old is he? Hold up. You know about, wait, Daniel, you know about Bobby Bonilla is. Yes, Benilla I know who, is, I know, right? I know yeah, who yeah. Bobby, Bobby Bonilla is. Bobby, yeah, yeah. Bobby, 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 Bobby. So he has not played since 2001. This yep. man has still been getting paid. Still. And, Every July 1st. And they were paying him to play on the Braves and the Cardinals. And how many years he got left? I think it's until 20... Oh, they don't say it. 
Hey, we paid the Dodgers $20 million for Pools yeah. to play for them last year. Right. <laughs> that was worth it. I don't know what you're talking Thank about. Thank God that was last year of his contract. Oh, 100%. What if we did like 13 years and we had Pools for another three years? I... <laughs> GG. <laughs> um, hey. Where's his contract details? Uh, he's got until 2035 deferred contract. Oh so, so, okay, so the reason for his... <laughs> but he's not getting paid $23 million till then. No, no, like, his average salary is, like, $1.1 million a year. Oh, gotcha. Wait, that's the highest paid? No, no, this is Bobby Mania. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. You yeah, know, but, so, the reason he's getting paid is because he knew he was bad at spending money. He didn't want the big lump sum that the Mets were going to pay him. So he worked at a contract where they would pay him like 1.1 something million for, well, until 2035. Snoop. I'm assuming that's the same thing that happened with, uh, who'd you say, Manny? Chris Davis. Let's see. I bet it's the same thing where he, you know, he's getting he paid until 2037. Yeah. So he's getting paid longer than, than, than Bobby. Damn. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Wait. He's not retired, is he? Yeah, he's retired. Chris Davis, yeah, he is. I'm looking at the wrong guy. Chris are Davis. At, are you looking at Chris Davis with a K? Because there's, there's two different... Yeah, wait, Chris which Chris Davis. Davis are you looking at? The C. One with a C. One with a C. C? Oh, I was looking at the K. I was like, wait a minute. That's not right. There we go. That's the right one. <laughs> uh, Holy... <laughs> Jesus. What? It's just so funny to see the base salary as it just gets lower and lower and lower. 15-year, $42 million contract. What a... What a who who uh, came up with this idea? Who had this idea? This was the Orioles. Well, I know it was the Orioles, but who, like... Oh, oh, like what managers, what genius did this? <laughs> Yeah, let's copy Bobby the Bobby Bonilla contract, like one of the most For made real. fun of contracts in the history of baseball. Which is, yeah. What a. Anyways, anyways, I think I opened a can of yeah, worms. No, here that, that what was are funny. You yeah. Doing. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about Carlos Correa. No, it was a funny can of worms before we cry. Okay, <laughs> Carlos Correa. I this this is a sus contract. I'm there, just gonna say it right now. Three years, a hundred. Yeah, three three years, one hundred five million bucks to the Minnesota Twins of all teams. We were awake. We were doing something. I don't remember what the hell we were doing. I think we were watching a movie, and yeah, we and then we see that we are stunned. And then I, I think it was Manny said, "Oh, he's got an opt out after his first and second year." And then I just started laughing because the Twins literally bought a rental. They're for, not going to use for thirty-five million dollars. Thirty-five million dollars. He's not going to stay there unless the Twins somehow miraculously pull a giant. It's weird though. It's weird because like you just had the best season of your career, and you go for the three-year deal, which is going to turn into a one-year deal. You know what I mean? So well, unless uh, unless it doesn't have a um, no trade clause attached to it, because they could just trade him to somebody. I don't know. Because then whoever that, you know, for all we know, you know, the Twins could just be using him as a trade piece, you know, at the near the trade which, deadline. Which is dumb because like. Oh, no, Cor it's dumb. Correa should have just went. Uh, he should have went no, no. somewhere else. <laughs> no, this is very dumb. 
But if they are, if it's a trade piece and there is no no trade clause in the contract and or not a full one that is, you know means he can't go to any team. Like maybe it's just like oh I don't want to go to you know Dodgers, Yankees, you know that kind of stuff. Like you know some people don't want to go to certain teams. Um, but if he has a complete no trade clause, I don't understand this at all. Why would you, you're telling me that Houston didn't give you more than this? There's no way, right? Didn't we give him more than this? We, we were, I think we were rumored before the lockout that we offered him 10 mil, or not 10 mil, 10 years, 330 mil. So I, like, I get it if you don't want to be on a team for 10 years, like if you want to kind of have that option to move around, but why would you? Why would you go to the Twins over 10 years, 300 mil to be with us? Like, I'm glad we didn't, because now we have that kind of free money to move around, but yeah. really? Like, there was nobody else. Why didn't you just stay in Houston? You know they were giving you more. There's no way Houston was, like, cheaping out on Korea. Like, yeah, they have that minor league guy who, like, Korea trained, who he's now their, I'm pretty sure, main shortstop, because he had a decent end of season last year. But he could have a terrible season this year. And then they have no other options. Like, why wouldn't you just get Correa again? And then get this guy to take over? Unless they fully... F- they tried. I think they, they must... Tried. Well, if they tried at all, why would you go to the Twins? That's the part I'm okay. so like... Here's the thing. <clears throat> I don't understand Correa's thought process here. And I will never be able to understand Correa's thought process here. If I, you told me at the beginning, <laughs> during, during the lockout... That between Correa and Story, one of them was going to sign a short-term contract, one of them was going to sign a long, long-term contract. It'd be the other way around, yeah. Everyone and their mother would have thought, Story's going to sign a one-year deal, he's going to have a better season, better than 103 OPS+, plus, and he's going to revive his value and he's going to get a good long-term deal next offseason. And Correa yeah. is coming off the best season of his career. I believe he has the second-best position, position player war in baseball. Literally the highest, if you exclude Otani's, um, if you exclude Otani's pitching, he is was the best position player in baseball according to War. And he signs a three-year deal with the Minnesota Twins. I just, I have to believe that Carlos Correa was looking at these long-term deals and just realized he didn't want to be locked down. Maybe he just thought, maybe he's he wants to take a different path in his career. He wants to you know go against the norm and he wants to just hop around the league you know he signs the three years just to make minnesota happy but he just includes the opt-outs maybe he's a guy who just wants to do one year one year one year something wacky like that that we've never seen before well besides like journeyman something that we've never seen really from like a top guy in in the mlb like i want to make 35 over here 35 over there you know just crazy stuff like that on the twin side of this i love this move Oh, I the love twins, this move. They're definitely the not the dumb ones here. Are, oh, the twins are winners here. They cleared up their payroll by getting yeah, rid of Donaldson. Yeah. They pretty much got equal <laughs> amount York. of value back in the Donaldson trade, in my opinion. They got an equal amount of value back. They gave away one, one guy to get a good starting pitcher, and they get a guy in Correa who's probably going to be a rental. But here's the thing. The Twins are, were never going to sign Correa to a long-term deal. Like, there's no way he's agreeing to go 10 years to Minnesota. So they got what they could. And they could, with the extra, that sixth playoff team, they're going to say, we're going to take our shot this season. 
And if they don't do well, they're going to have the biggest return on any rent like rental <laughs> in the history of baseball. The twin. Oh, I, I love this move from the twins. Now, obviously, when I first heard about it, I was pissed off, felt all those feelings that all of the Angels fans felt like you turned down three, 10 years, 330 for this shit. But after having some hindsight and having some time to realize maybe it's a good thing that we didn't sign another guy to a 10 year, $330 million contract, having some time to breathe and contemplate it. I'm not upset on the Angels side of it. And I think the twins are geniuses. Yeah, the only thing I'm upset about is that he stayed in the American League. That's all yeah. I'll say. Well, see, I, still I, was think never, um, I was never like, damn, the Twins, you're stupid. Because I always thought like, you know, they, they did a deal. It wasn't a dumb deal. They, they you know, maybe the, uh, the opt-out clauses were dumb, but that's how they got him there. I just don't get, I, like, like you said, the thought process. I, I, like I said, we, we need a damn book about <laughs> what he did, what went through his mind. I want an autobiography. Yeah, that, that's all I have. That's just, it's, it's just funny. That's all I say about it. It's just good meme. Yeah, the twins. Manny, you were the most. You were definitely the most upset about not getting Kraya. I'm kind of curious no, about how. No, I don't. I think my. You were really on the Korea train. You were. I all was. On the train. I was. But once I found out he went to the Twins, I, I, I really didn't care anymore because he went to the Twins. <laughs> <laughs> like it kind of just like it was so anti. Like, if you went to like. The Astros, I'd be hella mad because I'm like, well, fuck you. Now, now I gotta boo you on opening day, <laughs> like. Or if you went to the Dodgers, well, if you wouldn't go to the Dodgers, but you, you get the point. If you went to like a rival team or etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. If you, you went to a team that was actually like made them better than us, I don't think this made the Twins better than us. Like, no, it's the fucking Twins. Like, <laughs> really don't. They had a they have a terrible. They they have a garbage pitching staff. They have Sunny Gray and a bunch of scrubs. Yep, yep. So the Twins made out like bandits. But they're still geniuses. Yeah. I still love this. And I still think, obviously, there's a chance they could be good. I... So, Good job, Minnesota. You pulled Minnesota. off ice as, of the century. As Joe Biden once said at a rally, Minnesota! <laughs> I, wish, I wish we had a soundboard, because that would be the perfect sound. But yeah. Hey, donate to uh, Hash and Halo so we can hey, purchase yeah. a soundboard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Minnesota. This, that was Carlos Correa at one a.m. Just him announcing his uh his new contract. Minnesota. So yeah, he's going to Minnesota. Cool. I'm ready to wrap up this MLB free agent shit. Let's go on to the Angels, shall we? Yep. Do you want to introduce the three free agents we've signed in the last week? Of course. Alrighty. So the Angels have signed Archie Bradley, a relief pitcher, to a one-year, three point seven million. $75 million deal. They have signed another relief pitcher in Ryan Tapera, two years, 14 mil, and a utility infielder in Matt Duffy, one year, 1.5 mil. Uh, so, yeah, good. I think these are three great signings all around. I want to hear your guys' opinion on these. You know, um, when all these signings first, like right when they went down, I'm thinking, I'm thinking the Angels. Got these guys, and now they just need one more big guy. Now, I, I'm at the point where I don't think they're going to add anyone else major. Maybe you get, like, Johnny Cueto. Johnny Cueto's the biggest guy we're going to get. Big this Johnny? Yep. Possibly. No, okay. Just so one I, don't, like that. I don't know much about him besides, you know, I saw him, and he always destroyed us when, whenever we played the Giants. But, like, is he still good? Is he someone that actually we would want? 
Yes. Yeah. No. He 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 had like a four ERA last year. He's he's oh he's all right. He's not he's, great. Obviously, he would have been signed, but he's all right. Anyway, this is not about Johnny Guido. This is the yeah. No, I, no, that that was a side point. I was just wondering about. Exactly. I knew nothing about him. Um. Uh. But anyway, these these two guys just these are not free agents. The Angels have signed in the past, and this just gives me optimism because before with the Angels, it was either. 10 years, $500 million, or one year league minimum for just a shot in the dark at some absolute scrub. These are not shots in the dark right here. No, Archie Bradley not. is a solid bullpen guy. He actually had a pretty negative year last year, and he was still a positive. He was still had one war, which is good. Ryan Tapera basically had two war. Matt Duffy had 1.5 war for a, a utility guy like these are just a bunch of solid dudes that we just aren't. I'm not used to seeing these signings from the Angels, and it's giving me optimism. And because, I think what uh, this did, it moved me from uh, 83, 84 wins to I think we're somewhere between 85 and 87 with some good luck, just a little bit of development. We're a 90 win team. And I've, I haven't felt this kind of optimism in a while for our team. I think our bullpen is probably the strongest I've seen it since the 2014 season, the last time we made the playoffs. So, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, what, dude, I don't know. the The bullpen is really like what I'm loving this season. Like, we've made so much improvement in the bullpen. It's in, it's insane. Like, we went from Aaron Sleegers and Junior Guerra to Archie Bradley and Ryan Tapera. Think about that. Like, that is an incredible improvement. So, you know, credit where credit's due, Perry did a good job improving the bullpen this season. Paul, did you want to talk about that graphic you actually sent us earlier? Oh, the war graphic? Yeah, 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 I was, yeah I'm pulling it up actually right now. So uh, there was a oh, name drop. Uh, Super Halo Bros. They're a pretty good. I think they do a podcast as well, but I only yes, uh, watch their just Instagram feed and stuff like that. They compared the bullpen wars from last year to this year. So la I'll go over some of the players, but last year we had a combined, you know, war of the main guys that we kept seeing of a 5.1. This year we're in 11.7. So last year their 5.1 war, so obviously we saw a lot of, you know, bullpen arms. But, and also I kind of forgot about one of these and I can't, I don't know, it's funny. Rysel, obviously he was the best. Myers was decent right behind him. Then we had Ciszek. And this is going from best to worst. Uh, Tony Watson, uh, C-Rod, Alex Claudio. Well, that's the one I kind of forgot he even existed. Junior Guerra and Aaron Sleegers. And Claudio, Guerra, and Sleegers were all the negatives. This season, got Iglesias 2.8, Aaron Loop 2.8, Ryan Tapera 1.8, Mike Myers 1.5, uh, Jaime Berea. I guess they just put him in the bullpen because I think he's the extra... Uh, starter, I guess. 0.9, Warren, 0.9, Archie Bradley, 0.7, and uh, Jonathan Diaz, which I didn't realize he was a part of our bullpen. I thought it was somebody else, but anyways, 0.3 for an 11.7 combined. It's just like an insane difference. There's no The closest one to a negative is Diaz, and I don't think he's actually confirmed as in the bullpen. I think he's still trying out for that spot. So there might be somebody else, but still insane difference in one year. No more uh, Steve Ciszek classics. <laughs> well, Steve Ciszek was actually a pretty... Yeah, he actually had more war than Archie Bradley did last year, but 
That's besides the point. I know, but he gave us so much pain. <laughs> it, it would be like when we used to have uh, uh, Rodriguez as our uh, reliever. That man could make a very winnable game very interesting very quickly. Like, he was still a really good closer, but he definitely made it interesting. And C-Shack knew how to make some interesting games. We've had nothing but closers who make it interesting over the last, like, 20 years since 2002, basically. I feel like Rysel doesn't make it interesting. No, Rysel doesn't. He's like the first. He's like the first that does We had one one year of good Houston Street. Yeah. And then Houston Street made it very interesting. With with Rysel, he provides, like, lockdown closer mentality like he has that mentality that we haven't seen in a long time out of closers uh, like he's coming one... out and you're like holy shit we're gonna win this game yeah Wait, exactly uh who was the closer who came out to uh the undertaker Hansel, Hansel, Hansel robles. robles yeah god i love that i love that theme but god he was not great <laughs> he was taking rodriguez's you know let's make it an interesting game <laughs> yeah basically um but yeah for sure like Rysel. Like like I said, we haven't had this kind of like lockdown closer mentality in in years, and whenever Rysel comes out, you know he's gonna put up like a good a good showing. But um, I mean sometimes he does. I mean there's obviously he's not perfect. There's times where he gives up a couple solo home runs here and there, but um for the most part, Rysel has been lights out for for the Angels. So I'm loving it. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. and I think we're gonna be a four playoff team. Where I think I, I, I've kind of said I think we're pretty much guaranteed to finish between the fifth and eighth seed in the American League this year. If things go good, up to fifth seed. Maybe win the division if things go crazy good. And, you know, if things go bad, we could be as low as the eighth seed. I, I don't think I think it's possible we don't make the playoffs, obviously, still. Because we're not we didn't get the guy, but this is the deepest we've been in such a long time. Like even our starting pitching, it's a lot of question marks, but it still feels deeper than Last year, there's still like seven, eight, nine guys who can start a game and not be terrible. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, um, I think that's kind of it for the main baseball content. And Manny, do you want to introduce our our last and final yeah, segment? Of and of course. Uh, so we have like a little segment that we want to try out. It's called Tweet of the Week. In which we each quickly feature our favorite baseball-related uh, tweets of the week, so baseball-related content, what have you. Um, I didn't really choose one for this week. It's kind of more like off the cuff, but I guess you could say that 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 Chris Davis tweet I kind of enjoyed. <laughs> so him making more money than uh, him making the most money on the Orioles payroll, and he's not even playing. So. <laughs> that's my that, that that's up there for me for favorite tweet of the week. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys have anything you saw on on Twitter re- recently. I yeah, mean, I will. I will really yeah. wanted to talk. How about, about this? The, uh... How about this? Shout shout out the cursed. By the way, plus cursed <laughs> on Twitter. He's a fellow Angel fan. He's a does like Angel shit posting on Twitter and memes, etc. Uh, every tweet he he tweets is it's. it's it's comedy it's, gold. It's like, comedy gold. It's like, contending. It's contending for tweet of the week. Like, let, let's just read down some. Now, this is a pin tweet from uh, March 11, 2020, but it is always will be one of my favorite. The whole NBA was suspended before any Astro player. Right. 
It's funny, right? It's, it's fun. Uh, I don't know, you know, probably some Angel fans have seen no Rendon in the games. You're wondering, is he injured? Where did he go? What the hell happened to this man? He's just been taking his time. But cursed we had already Rendon. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I have to say, I have to say, um... Oh, I have a great tweet. Uh, something that, cur- that cursed retweeted this week. This is right after. Oh, uh, is this the, right the after Trump, the the Trump signing? I don't know why this just fit the mood so perfectly. Right after the Correa signing, we're just confused. We're pissed off because we're like we wanted him to come to the Angels. Obviously, we're <laughs> is this this uh, uh hoodie AB? I, I don't. Yeah, know exactly. yeah, at hoodie, yeah, at hoodie AB. It's he just tweeted all this dick eating for all this dick eating for him to go Good. to fucking poverty ass Minnesota, and it's, it's a video true. of Trump getting off a plane with Charlie Brown music playing over it. It like looked all, he, I don't he, know he, he, if this is exactly like what this is, but I think it might be the video of him after right after he lost the election or something like that. Because it has that vibe to it. Yeah, well, his, his like his ties undone. He's got the MAGA hat in his hand, like looking all like disheveled, like yeah, <laughs> little, little dejected. You know, waving hi to reporters, doing thumbs ups and all that. <laughs> uh, the one like random tweet, like Chris uh, also commented real, on it. Real quick, real quick. My favorite one above that is Tyler Wade and David Fletcher up the middle. We don't deserve this. <laughs> 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 but anyways, um, you're saying. oh no i was gonna say this is like curse commented on it but this was one that was like blowing up just like different twitters reddits whatever and it was uh because fernando tatis on instagram he like deleted everything sound like a childhood photo yeah and so <laughs> everybody's like you know tatis lead everything but one photo please overreact accordingly what's going to happen and curse goes he's an age <laughs> he's an age <laughs> Oh, I have one after Correa went to the to the Twins. Fell to my knees in the Cinemark. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, this is this is not a tweet, but this is a Angel Twitter page I follow. It's it's Halo uh, Season S S Z N. That's his name. He changed his profile picture to Johnny Cueto with an angel hat, and he said Cueto is my ace. Yeah. I just I had a good laugh when I saw that a few days ago. That was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I was literally looking at that right as you right as you said that. <laughs> also during the game today, the man literally tweeted out. He was like, "I wish David Fletcher could hit," and then he immediately got a single. <laughs> like right after the, I saw the tweet, and then like five seconds later, the man tweeted out, "He just hit a single." Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh funny. God. Twitter is an interesting place and uh let me tell you it's been very very fun taking this free agent journey uh on Twitter just seeing yes. all the ups and downs all the especially at the end of the lockout too just you know you, you get some get some funny vibes there. This is uh this is this is a guy named Perry Season at Halo's here on Twitter. It's kind of a football reference in there too but Houston lost Deshaun Watson and Carlos Correa in the span of 12 hours. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, Houston, they, they lost a lot. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, they did. Oh, my gosh. But they didn't lose as bad as the Rangers or as the, the Guardians did today in, uh, in their spring training game. They gave up 25 runs to the fucking Rangers. Yeah, but that's like spring training. Like, spring training, you're just going to get those kind of games, you know what I mean? 
A thirty. I don't think I've ever seen a thirty-seven run game in any. In any well, I have before. The oh. I think Blue Jays, the not Blue Jays, the Marlins Braves game from twenty twenty was like twenty nine nine or something stupid like that. Oh, so so this is a uh, this is a funny one. Uh, hey, it was you know tweet out last season. Shohei Otani's ERA by inning. His first inning ERA six point three five. Second, he had it point eighty two. Third, 2.05. And the guy, Halo Season, he tweeted out, time to bring back the o- opener with Brad Asmus's face. Yeah, <laughs> Please, yeah. no. Please. I went to, I saw so many games where we had some bullshit bullpen guys open and it never went well. Well, I'm just saying it might work with Otani. Oh, please, no. I, no. I don't. Okay, I actually disagree with you on this. I think the opener is a fine strategy. We just had bad players. Well, okay, also that. Yeah, we had garbage. (laughs) It it wasn't the fault of the strategy. It was the fault of the players. I don't think the opener strategy is a positive or a negative really at all. It just is. Yeah, it just exists. But when you had such a terrible bullpen, it's not good. No. No. Let's bring, you know, let's... I know know Bundy's with another team. Let's get Bundy back. He's the opener. (laughs) It's just... You know, no. <laughs> He'll throw up halfway through on the mound that we can go from there. Uh, okay. Well, he didn't do that till the second inning, so. Oh, shit. You're right. Damn. <laughs> You're only going for three outs there, Paul. Damn it. Kind of the whole opener thing. I forgot that wasn't the first inning. Yep. Not the first inning. Nope. Nope. Um, but yeah. <laughs> That's all the memes I had. <laughs> yeah, you guys got anything else? Any memes? I'm all good. I'm good, yeah. Okay. I think that wraps it up, right, for this episode of Hashing Halos. Um, I got nothing else to add here. So thank you guys for listening once more. Uh, we'll be, I mean, we're back at it now. Season's starting soon, so we're going to pump these out more regularly. Uh, once again, thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you later. Have a good night and or day. Goodbye. <laughs>